Pete Serrano joins us. He's one of three directors of a nonprofit organization called Silent Majority Foundation, suing the dictator of Washington State, Jay Inslee. Pete, welcome to the Todd Herman Show. Hey, Todd. Thanks for having me on. And that is the perfect introduction. Yes, the Silent Majority Foundation is suing dictator Inslee. And the the dictator is already having massive damage installed. There's I'm going to share in this program today audio from a King County sheriff who has stepped down. He took the injections, but he stands with his brothers and sisters who are not taking the injections. So let's talk about your lawsuit uh, upon what it's predicated, who you are fighting on behalf of specifically in this suit. And then I know that uh, that Sideshow Bob Ferguson, the part-time attorney general uh, who employs thuggish tactics against people, I know he's excited to get this into the Seattle Supreme Court. So what is the predicate of your lawsuit, Pete? Yeah, so we brought on behalf of Mr. Jeffrey Johnson, who's a correctional officer at Coyote Ridge facility in Connell, Washington, which is Franklin County. We brought intentionally on behalf of one plaintiff because we knew that the state was going to go for this tactic to remove to Thurston County, especially if we had a class action. You know, oh, you've cherry-picked Walla Walla, you've cherry-picked Benton County, you've cherry-picked Skamania County. So you got to centralize this in a Thurston County. Um, and they actually, so let's walk back to last Monday. Um, we have had one hearing on the issue. The first question was whether or not it was appropriate to bring it in Franklin County. Well, the local judge here in Franklin County said, yes, in fact, it is appropriate venue here in Franklin. We do not have to use the statute that the state cited uh, because the question in the judge's mind is whether or not Governor Inslee was actually acting within his authority as governor as we see him act for the past 20 months under these emergency powers. And so the question that the judge said was, well, the venue is appropriate here because he was likely uh, working under non-constitutional principles here. So that was a huge win. We kept it in Franklin County. And this upcoming Monday at 2.30, October 4th, we hear the big question, which is whether or not the judge will issue injunctive relief to stop the mandate. And so that's where we are in this case. It's exciting because it's one of the first ones against Jay Inslee's powers over the past 20 months to retain jurisdiction in the, the home county of the plaintiff. And to explain sort of the the play and the way the government works this, particularly um, Sideshow Bob Ferguson, who, in my judgment, is singularly the most dangerous and clearly corrupt attorney general in the United States, spends most of his time or did suing Trump. Uh, and then fundraising off of that and crushing people who disagree with his diktats and destroying the businesses of 78-year-old Marines, uh, while at the same time allowing the theft of half a billion dollars in taxpayer money to go uninvestigated. He has never even suggested he cares that that was very likely an inside job. Someone turned off the security measures. Um, within the, um, the 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 tech there in Washington State, so all my listeners around the country, that was your money that was stolen. I, as I understand the state of this and the play, uh, Pete Serrano is what the government wants to do. For instance, colleague of yours, Nathan Arnold, has a suit that is a very large suit. He may have he may have thirty thousand people plaintiffs eventually on this, um, trying to stop the same thing against state workers. In his case. Um, the, the, the state of play is they want to put it in Thurston County because it's the seat 
of government, right? It's the county in which the state's capital lives. Um, therefore, it's sort of the backyard of the dictator. Is, is that why they want to shuffle that down into Thurston County? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, of course, they're saying it's a judicial efficiency question. And, and <laughs> here's the one that really was laughable. Convenience of the witnesses. Uh, now, Jay Inslee, Inslee, I'm sure his travel budget is much larger than the single plaintiff in Connell. But, you know, for the convenience of the governor, we're going to go ahead and try and move this to Thurston. Now, Todd, here's what's interesting. So we, we won that question on venue. The judge held West Franklin County. They have already filed an emergency p- appeal to the Supreme Court on the venue question. They're trying. <laughs> Todd, they're trying to get this heard on Friday. Okay. So let's walk this back. We sue them, have success on half of the case on Monday. They file an emergency appeal to the Supreme Court on Monday saying, Daddy, Daddy, don't let us have this happen to us because Monday we got to go back in front of the same big bad judge. Wow. And if this yeah. comes out, um, and Pete, I want to make sure we understand um, the, the further sort of tactics of this. And Pete Serrano's with this Silent Majority Foundation suing tactically and, and, and brilliantly on behalf of one plaintiff. So so as to get this case heard and to get this injunctive relief, um, if you are successful in staying in Franklin County and if this judge issues then injunctive relief, meaning that the dictators uh, mandate that people get shot up with an experimental gene therapy or lose their jobs, if that's frozen, uh, prospectively, how long does that injunction last? And does it apply to other people in the state who are being told, we don't care that the injection might kill you, as is the case with one gentleman, get it anyway? Yeah, great questions. Um, it will last at least throughout the pendency of litigation, which would be however long it takes the Supreme Court to hear it. Um, so, you know, I'd say months long would be the value of the injunctive relief. Um, the judge could look at it and say, oh, you know, we're only addressing this to Mr. Johnson. I don't see that happening because we specifically asked for injunctive relief against the proclamation, not on behalf of Mr. Johnson, but against the proclamation. I want to be clear about that. We also have sought declaratory relief, which is actually the judge saying, not only are we going to enjoin this, but this is this is not just no, this is uh Heck no, we'll say on the radio. Um, And if we're awarded either that injunctive relief against the proclamation or declaratory relief, that would stall it out for all Washingtonians. Attorney Pete Serrano's with us, Silent Majority Foundation, suing the dictator Jay Inslee over this this inju- this demand that you get shot up with whatever they choose. At this point, it's the COVID clot shot. In the future, it can be whatever they want. This is precedent setting. It's incredibly important for the future of the ownership over your body. That's it is that big. So, Pete, the 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 question of the powers that Inslee is claiming here. Here's my understanding, and again, I got this from your your colleague in law, um, Nathan Arnold, has taken a different approach uh, to to suing the dictator. That it, it, Jay Inslee has recourse here. If he wants this to happen, as I understand the structure of our constitution, he needs to go and call a special session, which he has refused to do. That he could, in fact, call the legislature together and say, pass a law that says you have to get shot up with stuff to keep your job. Is is that a how, how do you understand that? Is that a decent repeating of that? 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's as simple as that. If he wanted these powers, instead of just declaring, I so say, you know, via these generic emergency powers that, again, we're suing that he's violated constitutional principles by taking a very expansive reading of, of that statute. His single power play, if you will, is to say, call the re- call, call special session in, have the special session and ask for this type of actual power via the legislature. That's totally fine. So if he does that and then the legislature passes this law or passes it into law, now you have a whole bunch of other lawsuits because there's going to be people like me. I, I will not take these injections. Uh, these things are the, the safety profile on these things is horrendous. The unknown effects of these are beginning to be known. One of the top immunologists in the entire United States, Dr. Ryan Cole, contends that he is seeing cancer that is coming out in very clear ways from people who've gotten these injections that you wouldn't see for four or five years. But he's seeing it on a consistent basis. Right. So I won't take this. But if that happened, they passed the law, then Inslee would no longer be outside of the constitutional prerogatives in the emergency order. But in other ways, it could still be questioned. Is there an emergency, Pete? I don't believe so. Um, but that's not been my decision. You know, and, and I, I've certainly challenged that. And in fact, you know, prior to doing this, I, I sat as part of the recall of Jay Inslee effort. And that was one of the first things we advanced was that the whole statutory definition of emergency is very vague, very broad. We had to go back to the dictionary definition of that word. And, you know, unfortunately, uh, Thurston County judge uh, bought into the fact that in her mind, there is, in fact, an emergency. But again, it's not I hate to repeat this. It's not just because Jay Inslee says so that it is so. I think this is the this is the most disturbing aspect of the era in which we live. We're in an appeal to authority era. Well, experts say, well, no, you don't get to do that. You didn't poll all the experts. So, Pete, I see this in people would say dystopian ways. I don't think it's I don't I don't think I'm wrong. If the government can force you to get shot up with this. Is there anything the government can't force you to get shot up with? Yeah, I think that's the overarching question that we're trying to answer, right? You know, if we can't stop this, what's next? You know, I'm I'm a relatively young guy. I'm 41. My kids are 8, 6, and 3. And the whole purpose of this fight for me is to protect them. The whole purpose of creating creating Silent Majority Foundation is to fight for my kids and their peers, right? Because I don't want to turn around and say, well, you know, we let the, the little things go by. And let's be clear, this is not a little thing, but the apparent little things, we let them go by. And all of a sudden, now we've got nothing. Well, and this is where I think this is so brutal. I want to hear about your plaintiff, your single plaintiff in this, uh, in, in his situation. I will tell you this. I know of a cop who has been with the Washington State Patrol for 24 years and now nine months. And she works alone. And they're telling telling her, oh, we don't care. We don't care that you don't ever go out. You're going to get shot up or your job's over. The state fire marshal, fire marshal of the entire state, 
20 or more years with the state patrol. Now the state fire marshal, his doctor said, hey, bud, don't get shot up with this stuff. It might kill you because you went into anaphylactic shock last time you were shot up with stuff like this. My considered opinion as your physician is don't take it. The Washington State Patrol leadership said, we don't care. Get shot up. They are saying you need to be willing to die to keep your job, even though these drugs, this gene therapy doesn't stop transmission doesn't stop infection. It protects no one. No one. No one. So tell us quickly about your plaintiff in this case, Pete uh, Serrano's with the Silent Majority Foundation. Yeah, he's a younger man in his early 30s. He's got a you know, wife and a couple kids. He works in Coyote Ridge Correctional Facility. Uh, he works in kind of more of a care wing of some elderly folks. But the key element here, Todd, is that for the past 18 or 20 months or however long of a COVID we've lived here, He's been doing his job with sufficient personal protective equipment. And now, because Jay Inslee says it's time to get a shot, Department of Corrections has to about face. Oh, well, you know, we can't even accommodate you. Your option is to apply for some other job. And if we can find something where we're taking you out, we're going to go ahead and grant that. But uh, that's the unfortunate part of the situation is we've seen many people, whether it's police, fire, other first responders, medical professionals, they've had this personal protective equipment that's been sufficient for 18 to 20 months, just like my plaintiff. And now it's not good enough. We have to have a shot. We have to have a shot. That's the only way to protect people. We have to have a shot. And that's we just absolutely that's woefully inadequate. When, when you get to wherever this eventually lands, be it in what I call the Seattle Supreme Court, hopefully they'll be fair on this one. I, I'm not optimistic about that. And you get to depose the people who work for the dictator. Um, are you going to ask them, how is it that a gene therapy, which is what Moderna called it in their public filings, or SEC filings, how is it that a gene therapy that stops neither infection nor transmission, how is it then that it's vital my client get shot up with it since it doesn't protect anybody according to the CDC. How is that? Do you get to ask a question like yeah. that? Yeah, absolutely. Maybe I'll have you help me write the script on the questions for the deposition. <laughs> you yeah. know, if you're lucky, maybe you can remote in and just watch. Um, oh, but no, no, I mean, there are some valid, valid questions like that. Or again, yeah. back to my point, why is PPE, personal protective equipment, no longer an effective way to stop this? Why was it effective for 18 months? And somehow, somehow, magically, it stops working. Uh, right. It's, it's just, you know, uh, I guess I could go back to Jay Inslee's, you know, we're, we're, we're relying on the science, and it's like, come on, man, which science? And uh, anyway, that's a well, I'll just say this conversation Pete, for another I'll, day. I'll tell you that I can, it, this is proven. Uh, we've had Dr. Clifford Nopic on our program a bunch of times, Dr. Clifford, we call him. And he has multiple degrees in information management and analysis, master's degrees here and doctorates there. He's just over the top with education. But he said, look, you don't need my education to see what's going on. I will tell you this factually, Pete. The state of Washington has literally, I'm not exaggerating to you, counselor, literally no idea how many people have been sick with the COVID flu. They have no idea how many people have died from or with the COVID flu because there's no testing standards. They have no visibility into the the metrics used by these labs. None. They don't know. So I would love to see that brought to the table as well, since you don't know 
any of this data, how is it that you can have an emergency when you have literally no useful data? So, yeah, man, just pipe me into that thing. I'd sit and watch, but put me on mute because I'd be all over these these <laughs> dictators. Pete Serrano's been with us. How do people get in touch with the Silent Majority Foundation if they want to help your work? www.silentmajorityfoundation.org. Uh, we've got options for donate there. We've got questions. You know, fill out an email, and it'll go to an inbox that gets funneled to either me or the two other founders, Vincent Cavallari and Eric Marchant, two excellent, stellar gentlemen. Um, we're building our team as we go, and so if folks want to jump on or, or donate, again, www.silentmajorityfoundation.org is the place to find us. There it is. Pete Serrano, appreciate it. Godspeed to you. Keep in touch with us. We're huge in support of what you're doing. Todd Herman Show will continue when we come back. Are they the three people who've destroyed the United States military?